Hey, thanks for checking out this episode of Screen Facts with Jason Davis. Every episode, we're going to talk about a movie we like. We'll share some fun trivia along the way. Please like us on Facebook. Go to facebook.com slash screenfacts. Post your comments or questions. You can also tweet us at Jason Davis Voice. This podcast is a production of Jason Davis VoiceOver. Please visit jasondavisvoice.com for information about voiceover services for commercials, internet and corporate videos, e-learning, phone messages, and more. Joining me for this episode of the podcast, my good pal, Eric Wrights. Hello. Hello, sir. How are you? Good. We're going to talk about, to me, one of the all-time great teen movies. Yes, I completely agree. Oh, good. Okay, cool. All right. It is Super Super Bad. When we were talking about it, I'm sure you had some curiosity as to what I would think about it because, you know, in general, I have less tolerance for smut than you do. I try to think of myself as more than just dick jokes. Almost always I can enjoy this movie. Yeah. Sometimes you maybe want to have something that's slightly more cerebral in terms of humor. Yeah. Yeah. I like to do a bunch of different stuff. You know, I try to see many different things. Yeah. So Superbad released August 17th, 2007. It's amazing Mm -hmm. how old this movie is already. Directed by Greg Matola, written by Seth Rogen and Evan Goldberg, who actually started writing the script when they were just 13 years old. Yeah. (laughs) And Which because, tells you something about the humor. Yeah, well, exactly. And they said they, they did it because they just wanted to see if they could write a movie, which yeah. I think is awesome for, for 13-year-old yeah. kids to, to have that kind of initiative. Right. Seth was interviewed, um, and he was saying that, yes, they started when they were like 13, and then when he actually got into the business, he mm-hmm. was doing a little bit more. At one point, when it looked like this is going to happen, and they were starting to test read people from Freaks and Geeks, which mm-hmm. is an awesome show. It's only yes. been one season, but yes. you got to watch it. Absolutely. A lot of great talent mm-hmm. that we do see in this movie, too. Right. They were testing these people who now were a little too old, right. and they were getting to the point where, oh, we're getting some heart, and you know the, these older readers were making it feel a little more you know, touchy-feely, and Seth mm-hmm. was like, yeah, no, I no. had to balance the- the, I, I want the, the dick jokes. I had to balance the dick jokes with the heart. Yeah. And honestly, I think this does balance dick jokes and heart. I think so, too. And we'll get into that in a second. Yeah. Um, you're talking about people reading for this. Mm-hmm. Seth actually was going to be, he was going to play sort of himself, himself right. in the movie, the, the part that Jonah Hill plays. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he just kind of aged out of the role. By the time they got it made- Right. He, was, he felt like he was too old to play himself. But what's funny is Jonah is only a year and a half younger. Right, in real life. But Jonah definitely looks young. Yeah, he I mean, definitely I pulls think, off 17 very well. Yeah, I think he kind of had like the pudginess and right. you know the hair, and I think they just dressed him to... And just the way he carries himself, too, in the movie. Yeah. I got to say, I'm a huge fan of both of those guys, Seth right. Rogen and Jonah Hill, and I can mm-hmm. enjoy almost anything one or both of them are in. Yeah. I've become more of a Jonah Hill fan because of other movies I've watched. Like the serious stuff that he does too. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Or like the Moneyball. Yeah, well, that's the thing. I was like, wow, he's got more to him than just the stupid teenage stuff. Yeah, we're talking about the the people who star in the movie. So Seth Rogen actually is in the movie, right? You know, in a smaller capacity, but very, very funny. (laughs) One of the Uh, cops. Yeah, Jonah Hill and Michael Cera are the main characters. Right. And of course, you got the great Bill Hader, who he's just he's he just fantastic. elevates anything he's in immediately. Have you watched? He's got that show Barry. He's sensational in Barry. He is. I never really pictured him he's as so good. like a really dark actor, but yeah. holy cow! And he can be scary. Another, like that face of his. Oh, absolutely! Another can, great movie that he did a serious role. He yeah. did a movie with Kristen Wiig called Skeleton Twins. 
Really? Yeah, and the guy who plays the one of the fathers on Modern Family, uh, mm-hmm. Ty Burrell, I think is the actor's name. Okay. He's in it too. Great movie, but it's also um, you know a departure from the the more comedic yeah. stuff that he does. And but very good though. Cool. And then right. Joe Latrulio, who plays the guy that takes him to the party, oh, you know, who hits, right. he hits, he's, uh, he hits a, Jonah Hill's character with his car, and he's just real <laughs> shifty and weird. He's always good too. He's a, he's good at a freak and a, a twitchy little. Yeah, yeah very twitchy. Or... He's great on Brooklyn Nine Nine. If you've ever watched, yes, that show. he's yes. fantastic. And mm-hmm. then it's the film debut of Emma Stone and the introduction right. of Christopher Mintz Plas, who plays Fogel slash McLovin. Yeah. <laughs> Let's just call him Chris because that's yeah, like too long. That's a, a name. little too much. <laughs> I really I saw him. There was that short-lived show with Joe McHale called The Great Indoors, I think. Oh, and yeah, the show I, is not that great. And we see, love, and Joe, I love McHale. Joe McHale. Yeah. We love him. It's like I wished somebody could just give him the right vehicle. Yeah. So Chris is on the show and you know, it's like, yeah, yeah, okay. Didn't think much of him. But then when you see him in this movie mm-hmm. when he was only 17. Right. When they were looking for somebody to play Fogel, they wanted someone just like to be a regular guy. They didn't, you know, they were having trouble finding someone that didn't seem like an actor. And he's just got so much. Yeah, he's been in a couple of really funny movies and a couple of like, yeah. you know, standout parts. Okay. He's in Role Models, which is, he's fantastic in that too. Okay. Very funny movie. Yeah. There were a couple of interesting casting things that I read. Okay. I, you know, it's like anytime we, we talk about a movie on the podcast right. and we talk about the cast, we go, we can't imagine anybody else playing right. these roles because all the people that are in the roles, they mm-hmm. nail it and it's great. Right. But I thought it, there were some interesting people that were considered for some of the other roles and stuff. Okay. Um, Jennifer Lawrence right. was considered for, for Emma Jules. Stone's part of Jules. Yeah. Eh, maybe. I mean, I mean she's sure, awesome. Yeah, she is. But- but yeah. I don't. I don't know that she would have brought anything better or different to the role. Yeah, it's just interesting to read these kind of things. Right, Officer Michaels, mm-hmm. which is the role that Seth Rogen plays in the movie. Yeah, was originally offered to Kyle Gass, who is Jack Black's bandmate in Tenacious D. Oh, he's done okay. some other comedic stuff. Yeah, yeah. And Justin Long, who I love too. He's mm-hmm. he's been in a lot of funny things. Yeah. Um, he had a scene in the movie that ended up being cut out. So I, I'm not really sure if he's just like a like some sort of an yeah. ancillary character. Yeah. They, it just didn't, you know, wasn't necessary for the rest of the movie, so they cut him out. If you're a Freaks and Geeks fan, mm-hmm. you might recognize a couple people from that show. Yeah, like Martin Starr. Right. They were just in, like, the party, one of the party yeah, scenes, exactly. and that was it. At the house party, Danny McBride is in the background, who's been in a, a lot right. of movies that involve Seth Rogen. Yeah, yeah. Um, and he's just in the background. He doesn't have a speaking part or anything. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I actually never noticed him until I actually was looking for him oh, okay. you know, when I watched for the podcast. Right. Uh, because I read that he was in there, and I'm like, oh, there he is. Mm-hmm. You know? <laughs> okay, <laughs> kind of all right. You know, Dave Franco has a, a quick mm-hmm. role in this. You know, yeah, James the soccer Franco's, player. Yeah, 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 James Franco's. I don't brother. know where the whole piss in your pants came from. It's funny because some of the things in this movie that you go, "Wow, that's outrageous," yeah. actually happened mm-hmm. in real life to Seth Rogen. We'll talk about that going yeah. forward in the podcast. <laughs> Estimated budget of twenty million dollars, domestic gross of one hundred twenty-one point five million, so a, a big money maker. Not too shabby. Yeah, exactly. Worldwide, it made one hundred and seventy million. So wow. this was a very successful movie, especially for the kind of movie that it is. Mm-hmm. It's number three. On really? the list of the all-time highest-grossing high school movies, the no only kidding. movies ahead of it, right? Another Jonah Hill film, Twenty One Jump Street, 
Oh, okay. And it's, is that really a high school movie? Yeah, yes. No, ish, sort of. Nah. And Spider-Man Homecoming, which again, that's I don't know region. if you can put that in the no. specific genre. And that's more for me of a superhero movie. Right. To me. But it does take place in high school. So technically. Yeah. Now nah, for me, a teenager movie is more like Breakfast Club, right. Ferris Bueller. Right. That kind of thing. Exactly. Um, but this movie did debut number one. Yeah. On its first weekend. That makes sense. It's like, holy cow. Yeah. I think this type of movie speaks to a pretty wide audience. I think right. people who are, are of this age want to see it yeah, or close to it. Mm-hmm. People maybe in their mid-20s. Right. Or people who grew up loving John Hughes movies, yeah. you know, or movies like John Hughes movies. Mm-hmm. You know, there's mm-hmm. a lot of teen movies that John Hughes didn't do that are also good. Right. This, of course, is one of them. Right, right. Um, but I'm sure that a lot of the inspiration for the humor and the pacing and everything else in this movie does come from Seth Rogen and Evan Goldberg being fans of John Hughes movies yeah. growing up. Yeah, definitely. Because they're, you know, they're of an age where they certainly could have appreciated that stuff. Yeah. And, you know, we started talking a little bit about just how raunchy it was. Mm-hmm. It reminded me a lot of The 40-Year-Old Virgin. Yes. Where Well, the it's first... the same kind of team. Yeah. And, but it's like the first half hour or so, mm-hmm. it's just filth, filth, filth. <laughs> Funny, but really, really filthy. Right. But then when you finally start seeing you know, the girl comes in and mm-hmm. you start building relationships, yep. even though the F-bomb was dropped like 186 times or something like that. In this movie? Yeah, in this movie. 186 times. Not bad. That's about <laughs> 1.5 times per minute when you average it out. <laughs> and by the way, 84 said by Jonah Hill. Really? Yeah. Okay. There is heart to this. And that's why I like this movie. I yes. ended up liking the movie a whole lot because as they're building up the relationships and it's mm-hmm. and it hit home for me because, you know, it's about the awkward senior year in high school. Mm-hmm. It's when you're talking about we're going to college. Right. The two best friends, they're going to two different colleges right. and there's some deep seated anger and mm-hmm. jealousy that mm-hmm. comes up. So there's some real heart to heart stuff that's in real life. Um, you know, I went away to college and it wasn't until the night before when I kind of hit me on the head that, oh shit, I'm leaving my girlfriend. Oh shit, my best friends, I'm not going to yeah. see them, you know? And because yeah. you're a, a teenager, thing. you don't think about that. Yeah. You don't I think mean, of the future. Talk about heart. Even the way they approach how they want to like hook up with the girls and stuff. Right. Jonah Hill's character. Well, Jonah Hill's a, he's kind of a pig. Well, I think he's I think he's probably similar to I hate to say it a lot of teenage boys. Absolutely. We all had friends that talk like that or, oh, sure. or acted like that. At the end of the day, he probably isn't really as much of a pig as he's, you know, kind of the talk that he does. Especially right. the scene in later on in the movie where right. he's drunk and yes. he's talking to Jules and he thinks he's going to get with her. Right. And then she's like, "I do like you, but not when you're drunk." And he's like, "Oh, I blew it," you know. Yeah. And and that right, and that just shows a whole lot cuz yeah. he ends up saying, "Well, look at you and look at me." You know, I mean, you would have to be drunk to be with me. Right. You know? <laughs> really. That was wonderful. Yeah. And and the whole fact that Evan, he could have had Becca. She oh, was all She was ready to go all in. She yeah. was all well, he she wanted him to go all right. in. Right. Anyway, Literally. But and and she, and what a cute little like drunk strip tease thing she did with that was so adorable. It's I like, gotta say something. Every uh-oh. time we watch the movie I comment and Sue last night was laughing at me because she was waiting for it to happen. <laughs> yeah. That scene is such, it's so, it's a little disturbing for me. Oh. Not in a bad, not like, you know, oh, I'm, oh, oh my, my virgin God. eyes or something. No, it's no, just. No, no, not for you. I find a sloppily drunk right. woman or girl yeah. throwing themselves like that 
to be such a turnoff. Right. Like, it's so disturbing and, like, kind of gross in a way. See, yes. Now I'm looking at it, and it, like, like she's cute and everything right. and all that. But yes, once they start getting, and she's like all ready to go. Yeah, he's very cool about it. He's like, no, no, no. I want you. Well, because he's not like that. There. He's he's right. a little modest, and and right. I relate to that because when Me I was too. his age or or younger, like yeah. I was completely intimidated by. Yeah girls and sex and all that like right. I, I was terrified of that yeah me too you know because you never want you don't want to be the guy that like the rumor starts getting spread oh this guy doesn't know what the hell he's doing that was a good scene that again there's some heart there right you know this is not like a porkies right exactly you know porkies is just like let's bone and you know right yeah but even that movie has some heart too a little bit but i don't want to get sidetracked but you know like all the stuff with the racism and anti-semitism and all that kind of stuff in porkies yeah yeah you know they address that in a in a cool mm-hmm. way but yeah it's, but they yeah. do when jonah hill and seth is carrying evan you know oh, to help yeah, him get away from the, from the cops right they really had each other's backs that much you know well and the fact that that you know he did that form Right after they had this big fight where Evan basically says to him, well, you've kept me down all these years. Right. But also Seth is being very selfish, Mm -hmm. you know, saying, well, why are you going away to college? We were supposed to go together. Yeah. And he's jealous that he's going to be boarding with Fogel and stuff. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, well, yeah, you're being a jerk for being so jealous. I mean, you should be happy. If we're real friends, you'd be happy for me. Right. And eventually it comes around that way. I mean, they almost lost their friendship. Yeah. When he stays over Evan's house and they're sleeping in the sleeping bags and stuff. And, you know, they're both kind of drunk there and they're, right. they're opening up their hearts to each other. Right. I thought that was a great scene. That was, that was. I love you. I love my best friend. And yeah. I want to go on the rooftop, rooftop and shout it out. I yeah. love that scene because it gives teenagers the permission to actually do that. It gives men the permission. Exactly. But I think, you know, teenagers who, I guess... For the most part, this this movie is geared toward. <laughs> but here we are, two guys old. in their fifties. Yeah, I love this movie. But anyway, yeah. but we've all been there. That's the point. In our society, sometimes men are not encouraged to express how oh, much yeah. they care for each other, and right. it's a weakness, or you're, or right. it's quote unquote gay, exactly, which and, is ridiculous. And as you get older, it's I, it's not I, an issue. I think it's harder and harder though for men to become closer. And to say that, so I'm going to say. I feel like we have a kind of the friendship where we we express how much we appreciate each other. I love you, Jason. I love you too. Eric. See, and we See? can say that. Wait, let and me we don't have to let go, me boop your nose. And we don't have yeah, exactly. <laughs> and we don't have to go no homo afterwards. No homo. Which really I, is that a thing? It was for a while. Really, I don't know if it is anymore. Yeah, but yeah, so I like that they put that in a movie like this where it is a lot of dick jokes and stuff. Right. And they put a real moment like that in it. Mm-hmm. I'm but wondering. My favorite part, though, yeah. in that scene, they're all huggy and I love you and everything else. Right. And then they fall asleep. And then they show the next morning the empty plate of pizza bagels. They yes. wake up and well, Jonah Hill's character, Seth, Seth sits yeah. up and he's got a look on his face like, what the fuck did right. I do last night and say and everything yeah. else? Yeah. It's like it's the morning after. And then it's all awkward and stuff. Yeah. I was like, it's oh so my funny. God, that is hilarious. It's yeah. like all they did was profess their love for each other. But it's like two right. lovers that hooked up. Yeah. Just for the night. And right. Like, and they wake uh, up and they do the walk of shame. Right. It's like, <laughs> I just picked this coyote up at a bar or whatever. Exactly. It's like, it's uh, so funny. It's painful to watch. I mean, they did it so well. And Mike Sarah. There's always funny and awkwardness, by the way. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But Mike Sarah is so good. Like, if you watch him on Arrested Development, mm-hmm. he is like the best at the deadpan, <laughs> confused, 
just look. Yeah. Just like, uh, you know, yeah. what what's happening? He's so good at that. Yeah. And I read some commentary <laughs> where they would run the camera on him mm-hmm. and he would just be deadpan and looking confused. He would run it for a couple minutes and they finally just... Yeah. <laughs> so if you watch Rested Development, you yeah. see more of that. And, yeah, he's uh, definitely really good at that. Mm-hmm. We've been talking about dick jokes. Mm-hmm. The dick drawings. Yes. Okay brilliant amazing some of them so funny like you know the the dickosaurus uh-huh. and i like the one with the bunch of penises of the iwo jima yeah you know, raising the flag yep. the marines and it's brilliant stuff yeah. apparently there's a book oh wow that you can get with all those illustrations oh that's hilarious yeah i mean i read that evan goldberg's brother drew all that stuff right i mean it's actually in the credits too but yeah, uh, yeah. his brother david did mm-hmm. all of them and he's a lawyer Oh my god! Oh, I don't know. Maybe he sits in court, and when he's bored, he's just drawing. And this. he drew like close to a thousand. <laughs> I mean, only a you know a bunch were were in the movie. That there was a were. lot in the movie. Yeah, and then in the credits too, right? Weren't yeah, there a bunch in the did credits? they have in credits? I think so. Yeah, I like even the credits. Like the way. Well, now here's the thing: when the movie first starts with the credits, you know, it's Mike Sarah dancing. Yeah, and that's the other thing too. Yeah, right from the get go, like that '70s vibe with the funk and uh, even the the Columbia Pictures '70s logo and right and the dancing, almost like a James Bond or, or black exploitation sort of movie. Exactly, yeah. and that's the thing. I thought that I'm watching a throwback to the '70s movie, right. and then they open and Seth is driving that car. Right, I'm like, all right, so maybe this is an early '80s movie. Right, and then he pulls out the cell phone. Right, and then I was confused. Yeah. But Sarah, he danced for an hour. Oh, my God. Because what they thought they might take his dancing and use that in the DVD. Like the menus. In the menu so that, and you know, there's always a loop that lasts like a minute or two. He thought it would be hilarious if it was an actual hour and would people actually sit there. For the menu. And wait for the, right, watching the menu, wait for a loop. But the production, they were like, no, 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 this is really good. And yeah. that's when they turned it into the just the, the outline of yeah. him dancing. And then they got Jonah to do the other dancing Very and cool. just made it. That's really neat. But yeah. uh, I was like, yeah, why, why are they really pushing this to look like 70s? But, it's but everything about not. the movie, too had a, a very 70s or 80s vibe to it. Like the party, yeah. the soundtrack. I love the soundtrack. All the oh, cool yeah. funk, R&B mm-hmm. kind of stuff. Oh, yeah. The party. Mm-hmm. And Seth dancing with the period, period girl. girl? <laughs> oh my gosh. P.S. <laughs> I saw an interview with Seth Rogen okay. talking about this movie. It was, yeah. you know, it was a, an interview on YouTube. You could look it up. It's a GQ channel. Okay. They do different actors breaking down their most iconic roles. And he talks okay. about like all of his stuff, but he talks mm-hmm. about this movie yeah. in pretty good length. Okay. And he said that really happened. Not exactly like that. They okay. were in gym class. Oh. And somebody ended up with a period stain on their leg somehow. Oh, how So that really happened. And then he said that, not in this interview, but on the DVD commentary, yeah. when Evan's describing to Becca, like all the things that he was doing, like right. he went to the nightclub and they were yeah. chillaxing and, and all that yeah. kind of stuff. Right. That had actually, some drinks. Yeah, he had some drinks and we were talking with adults and blah, blah, blah. Right, with adults. Right. Meanwhile, they're showing them like yeah, totally pissing like off assholes. the adults. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> But he said that he, Evan, and their friend Sam Fogel actually yeah. did that in high school. Like, that stuff really happened like that. Really, yeah. Yeah. Somebody's father is in this movie. Yes. 
Seth Rogen's dad. Yeah, um, the scene where they're they're running from the cops and they go through mm-hmm. the the backyard and he trips over the trips tent with the girls, the in little it. kids in the tent, and they go over the fence and then yeah. the father comes out and throws the baseball bat. That's yeah. that's Seth Rogen's actual dad, that's, Mark. That's funny as hell. Very funny. <laughs> Boy, talk about a guy taking a beating. Seth takes a beating in this movie. He gets hit by a car twice. That's right. Oh, he and gets when, spat upon. Yes, he gets the baseball bat. Yep, he gets bled on. Oh my God, what a day this guy's having. It's great, it's great. The, it's um, awesome. I like uh, when the cops hit him, uh, and then they're arguing with us, well, you should go out and look. No, you were driving, you should go out and look. No, no, all right, let's both get out. And Rogan says, again. I <laughs> 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 hit a guy again. I loved uh, it. Pretend he's your little sister. McLovin. His love scene? Yes, he was 17 at the time. Right. So they had to be real careful with that. So the mom had to be there. And, you know, he was interviewed and he said, well, yeah, it wasn't too bad because it's a movie set. So it's not like it's just me and the girl. Right, exactly. There's a whole bunch of people. And he said, and now, like, my mom and I, when we watched the movie, it wasn't uncomfortable. Right. Because you know nothing's going on. And really, the scene, it's more funny and kind of sweet. Yeah. Because, you know, the girl's there and she's into it and he's into it. (laughs) I love the line when they got the camera pointed at his face and he's like, I think it's in. (laughs) He has a couple of great lines. Oh, my God. And then the cops come in. And like when she's sucking on his finger. Oh, my gosh. Yes. I have a boner. I have a boner. It's like, all right, well, that is a compliment to her. Yeah, So sure. there you go. But then, of course, the cops come in, yeah. and she goes running out, yeah. and they're like, Because they oh. think he's 25. Right, yeah. And he's uh, having sex with an underage girl. Underage girl. Yeah. Well, then we actually find out that there's, they say to him, well, we're sorry we cock-blocked you. Yeah. <laughs> but no, then the cops tell him that we know you're underage, right. but we just wanted to show you that cops can be cool, right. too. And- I mean, I wouldn't say those cops were cool. They were a menace. I mean, they're out there <laughs> driving super fast. They're going through. They they see a, a stop sign. They throw on their lights so right. they can just go through the stop right. sign. They're I mean, doing they're... friggin' donuts in a parking lot, smashing up the car. Panama. Panama. Yes. <laughs> Great use of Panama. Awesome. Great, yes. Yeah. Absolutely. And then they, like, give That's, him paper. That's hilarious, though. Of course I mean, it's obviously hilarious. cops... Don't do that kind of stuff. Hopefully. Uh, yeah. When they set the car on fire, they make up this whole story and they set the car on fire and he goes, right. Fogel goes, can we shoot at it? Yeah. And he goes, and he goes, I don't know. I don't know. Can, can you? you? <laughs> <laughs> that was awesome. Gives him the gun. Yeah. And he's like, and he you takes- You better break yourself. Yeah. <laughs> and I love, and it's just how McLovin- He's such a wannabe. AK, right. Yeah. A- everything he does, like the first moment you see him chicken, chicken, walking into- Right. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, you are like whiter than white. Yeah, Just exactly. stop it. Say what you want about the character of Fogel. You yeah. know, he's awkward, he's a dork, he's whatever. Right. He's the only one who gets laid. That's true. Which is the whole goal that they have for right. the whole movie. Yeah. The scene when, early on when they're trying to get liquor, so Seth is going into the liquor store and he's got Jules $100, thinking, how the heck am I going to get this alcohol? And he's yeah. looking and there's like the old lady. Then he imagines like she drops her purse. <laughs> He picks up the purse and she says, Would you like me to buy alcohol for you? <laughs> He's like, Well, thank you. That would be lovely. Lovely, right? <laughs> Enjoy your remaining days. And she goes, Enjoy fucking jewels. Oh, that's right. Enjoy fucking. <laughs> <laughs> I love some of the awkward stuff in the high school yeah. when, um, is it Becca that gets punched in the boob? Yes. <laughs> that's, that's a very funny scene. Yeah. So they're talking. 
And Evan and, is, and he goes to like give her like a little punch on the arm, like on hey, the shoulder, yeah. yeah, like a hey pal, right? And somebody walks by and hits his arm, and he punches her right <laughs> in the boob. boob. That was great. Yeah. And her I mean, face. I wonder how many takes it took to get it right, though, to time it right, and yeah, yeah, very and, funny. Then for her face, I mean, he's so awkward. The character is so awkward. Yeah. Yeah, the first time we see her, the two of them, they're in class, and mm-hmm. he's, you know, looking behind him, staring at her, uh-huh. and he's staring at her boobs. Right. And it's funny, because that shirt she's wearing, yeah. the girlfriend I had in high school sometimes wore similar shirts. Okay. And they were delightful. <laughs> <laughs> and um, delightful. and so it's like, you, you know, you're looking at the boobage, yeah. and then they pan back to him, and then they pan back to her, and she's right. like looking at she, him. She catches him. She yeah. catches him. And you're watching him, and you're going, you're looking way too way long. Too you got to be dude. a little more subtle than that, yeah. dude. Yeah, you can't leer, <laughs> which, you know, that's another shortcoming of many of us, right? right. And um, but she's not like horrified. Well, because she's into him, too. right? And I'm thinking, which we find out later. Damn on. it! What is his problem? Because after they they leave class, and she catches up with him, and he's just like, hey, hey with the pen, and right, and then uh, and so, she's trying to give him hints, like, oh, oh I'd, I'd love to do that kind of stuff, right? Like, ask that me sounds out like kind of fun, thing. Right. right? And it's like, and he dude, doesn't get it. He no. Clearly, he's clueless. And he walks away. I'm like, oh my god! But that's all part of his his awkwardness, this wonderful right. awkwardness. And you know what? I'm, a lot of us are probably. Oh, like totally. that or were like that. Believe me, when I was a teenager, there were guys that did very well with girls in high school and maybe yeah. later on and stuff. Yeah. I was not one of those guys. No, nah, me neither. <laughs> no, and it's funny because I always fantasized about how would I react if I actually, you know, you know, get with the girl and I'm at her house and what if she, you know, offers me a drink? Do I say, yeah, I want a beer? Do I want a drink or do I just want what? It's like, you know, how would I be? And I had, you know, no idea. And then, you know, my first real girlfriend in high school, there was none of that kind of weirdness. We had a wonderful, great relationship. In college, that's when some of that really weird stuff for me started happening. Because my roommate be come back from, you know, a party or whatever. And he's like, Stark, why didn't you go home with her? When this and that. I'm like, what are you talking about? He's like, she was so into you. She wanted it. Yeah, she, she wants it. She wants it, Well, see. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, I was meatballs, like, meatballs. Yes, there you go. I was like, I, really? I was that was a dope. I think subconsciously we're all a little intimidated by sex and and yeah. the opposite sex and all that kind mm-hmm. of stuff when we're younger. Obviously, the more experience you get, maybe you're more comfortable and you're able to pick up on the signs more often and stuff. Yeah, yeah. but that's why I think this movie holds up so well and is so relatable. Mm-hmm. You know, we can all appreciate the dick jokes as guys, right? <laughs> right. But I think getting back to the discussion of like how the movie has heart i mean i think there's at least one character that all of us can relate to in this movie yeah i relate more to evan unfortunately Mm -hmm. that awkward kind of intimidated by the idea of getting with a girl and all that kind of stuff yeah i was totally an evan absolutely we all knew somebody like seth too yeah and whether or not they actually scored Mm -hmm. or they just were a lot of talk Probably well, just a lot of talk. Yeah, of and time, I think but. the characters I can identify with similar to like The Breakfast Club, mm-hmm. not as blatant. I think, you know, The Breakfast Club really made a, a yeah. very clear separation of right. all these different people. Right, exactly. This was really a story of a, you know, a few friends and right. what they went through. Um, excuse me, what they <laughs> went through. Um, <laughs> yeah, I definitely put this movie between just below The Breakfast Club but way above Porky's when it comes to yeah. a mixture of vulgarity and heart and actually you know, some realistic 
What was um, the last time school. you saw Porky's, though? Uh, a long time. Yeah, long that time. might be worth revisiting. In fact, maybe yeah. we should do a podcast about Porky's. All right, yeah, yeah. Because I think there's a lot more heart in Porky's than you realize. Really? It's been a while since you've seen it. Yeah, yeah, it has been. <clears throat> you also got to remember the time frame that each of these movies takes place in. Oh, yeah. Porky's is the 50s. You right. know, that's a time that we don't even understand, probably. Right. Compared no, to I this. Don't. And I think, you know, things were more raw in right. the 50s. Absolutely. You know? Teenagers trying to get laid has been a theme that's been going on for a long time, let's face it. Yeah, at, at least on. a couple hundred years. At least. Yeah. This movie is really well done. Mm-hmm. Great cast, well executed, great writing, funny, mm-hmm. a lot of heart, and yeah. definitely one that I can watch over and over again and enjoy it every time. Yeah. I think that's it. Yeah. Screen Facts with Jason Davis is a production of Jason Davis VoiceOver. Please visit jasondavisvoice.com if you need a voice for a commercial, internet and corporate video, e-learning, phone message, and more. Please like the Screen Facts Facebook page, facebook.com slash screenfacts. You can also tweet at Jason Davis Voice. Thanks for listening. McLovin! Nice! <laughs>